You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Woo! All right. Here we are, everybody. Welcome back. This is AfterBuzz TV's after show for Dexter, season seven, episode two, Sunshine and a Frosty <laughs> Swirl. And we really didn't get that until what, like halfway mm-hmm. through the episode. So, delicious. It was delicious. It looked great. It looked like it was a sherbet type thing, right? <laughs> I enjoyed looking at it. it. It made my mouth water a little bit. <laughs> I'm your host, Sean Overman, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. I'm JJ Jorgens. I'm Anna Koppel. And Stephen Lemieux. And if you guys want to go ahead and join the conversation, you can tweet us at AfterBuzzTV on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Or you can call into the studio, 424-256-1729. And you can join the conversation with us there, too. So we have quite a few things to talk about. This was a really rich Deb and Dexter episode as well. But we're going to be talking about uh, Deb and Dex. We're going to be talking about Liquerta a little bit. Some blood slide action going on. We're going to also uh, talk about Lewis and Dex. The Anderson case that we have dubbed it. <laughs> uh, we'll also be talking about... What, what is that? Oh, okay, we're going to talk about favorite quotes as well. And uh, we'll do some news and gossip predictions. And we'll wrap it up and we'll buzz you later. And you know, So let's go ahead and start <laughs> off with... Buzz you later. <laughs> we'll buzz you later then. We will. So, but let's start off with Deb and Dex. So mm-hmm. this is where she actually, like, hears the... We get to see the after conversation from last time, you know? Yeah. They, she, she runs out to the lawn. And I actually already saw that scene online on my iPad application. So I, I wasn't too surprised about what was going to happen. They gave a little teaser. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. So what did you guys think about that scene? I liked how they started the episode right where it left off instead of doing a cut like a week later, something like that. But no. Uh, no big ellipse. Well, it's, it's great how they lead up to that point and she's in his room. She knows. She knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he admits it, she's just freaked the hell out. Yeah. And she vomited up there on yeah. the lawn later on. That was pretty neat. Yeah. I think it's great the way they've handled it because, you know, she she found out this information. But last week we saw her go through the process of not really wanting to believe it. And this time she's faced with the facts that it's true. And I just thought the throwing up was perfect. And I just love how they've, how they've done it. I, I Yeah, I thought it was great, too. I also, to also be smacked in the face of the horror, dad knew, dad taught you. Yeah. This is, you know, there's just wave, wave, wave of just horrifying information and I have to say as a side note I am really impressed I think there's been a huge leap in Jennifer Carpenter's acting 
that I think there's just she's really improved because she's been sort of you know. Uh, Deb. <laughs> yeah, this was, she's always been my favorite. I've yeah. loved her from the beginning. But I think she's adorable think- and lovely and, and great. And, of course, I've always loved her as a character. But I, I think, really, in this episode, she's very believable. I was in it. I was yeah. with her, you know? So I... I have really, I just notice. I notice not, her acting has improved. Not You're, only are you, but are you going to mention her her outfit? I was going to say you dressed you said, like yeah. Deb tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's you it's got a, like a purple uh, button down plaid shirt. You know, I do. Like, it looks like something Deb would wear. It's rolled up. There are buttons up for those of you who are listening. <laughs> I look very good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you definitely tapped into something though, as far as like another wave of her getting hit with the fact that Dad knew about it, and you because she always has talked about how she was always the outsider and you know she never was feeling accepted from the dad or from Dexter she could never quite get in so I think this is another blow like so I think that's part of the reason why too she wouldn't call the cops on him because she's still trying to figure out how she can like yeah communicate with Dexter and be part of his life you know yet at the same time though she's she she's always wanted to be like the best she could be to uh, you know have her dad's approval Mm -hmm. and she's a lieutenant now you know, right. she, yeah. like, what was he? He was just a police officer, right? I don't think he, yeah. did he go any higher than just, like, line officer? She got higher than he did. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and dad's always been the hero. And after, you know, dad passed away, she's always looked up to Dexter. Dexter's always been the hero. And so, to I mean, these are fallen heroes. It's, it's really crushing, you know, to find out... Um, you know, when Dorothy finds out, well, you're not a wizard at all. You're just a man. <laughs> you know, it's a definitely more devastating than that. But her whole world is crushed. And, you know, later, um, and I sort of, like, turned to Stephen. I was like, oh, she's so effed up. Uh, but but later they're talking to the police station. She's like, I still believe there's good in you, probably more good than in most people. And this is how warped her perception is of the but, world. And But I, I really like that about her character because you still have Carrie. I mean, you still have Harry in the picture. If you didn't have Harry in the picture, like, as, as Dexter's subconscious, then her saying that wouldn't be brought back as much by the fact that Harry's his father, yet Harry's the one's like, you are a monster, Dexter. You are not, yeah. you do not have good in you. You Be are completely monster. honest. Yeah, and it feels like Harry is becoming more and more of the dark passenger every time he talks to Dexter. Because when he first came out, he was more like, you can't do this, Dexter. This is not something you should be doing. And now it's like, you shouldn't have told her. Like, yeah. how are we going to fix yeah. this? So it feels like he's getting a little bit of Rudy, which seemed yeah. like the dark passenger you know, last time in the previous season. Like, he is being rolled up into Harry. So that's that's kind of interesting. It's also interesting to see how Deb, it's, you know, him, um, Dexter and Deb, they were having that conversation back in the apartment when they got back from the vomiting lawn <laughs> <laughs> about killers versus victims. It's like yeah. Deb is thinking of these people as victims and, and Dexter's like, no, they were killers. They needed to be taken out. These were evil people. And, and she doesn't understand that. I really mm-hmm. like, too, that it was... He started listing victims from season one, like the yes. first people that he started the killing. The first couple mm-hmm. of seasons. Yeah. Uh, well, starting with the child molester that we really didn't know. That was the first person we ever saw him kill. And then the couple from that. Uh, they, somebody help me out here. They were bringing in the people from Cuba. The refugees. The refu- yes. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. That's right. So, yeah, he made a few references. I really like that. It was just well, sort of. He also alluded to that one psychiatrist. I think he was in season two. Where was that season two or season one? Season one. It was season just, one. I've gone okay, back. Yeah, good. just started. Yeah. So yeah. it was that psychiatrist played by Tony Goldwyn, who was uh, mm-hmm. who's getting women to make themselves suicide. Pretty yes. much. Yes. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I really, I, the, the way they filmed that scene was amazing, though, because up until that point, Dexter is very, he's very, um, like, controlled physically, like, his body language is very submissive, and Deb is too, but as soon as she mentions, like, they're the victims, it just completely emerges as no, they are he's not the victims. Yeah. He switches yeah. the whole lighting, like, he's mm-hmm. sitting in his chair and he has one main bright light on his head. And she's smaller back in the back, Yeah, sitting it's down. just, it's like an animal staring at someone, just like an interrogation. He's, you can see yeah. his predatory instincts yeah. coming out, and he's like, no, you know, he's just, like, fighting back. Feels, he believes what he believes. It feels like a cop and a serial killer in a room. Like, it, it, was, mm-hmm. it had that whole Silence of the Lambs feel of it. The whole episode did mm-hmm. with Deb and Dexter, the cop and the serial killer, because now she knows. Yeah, and, well, at mm-hmm. dinner, it felt like that, too. Yes. It's had this really creepy... She felt very uh, naive for a lot of the episode. And she's always been like that. She's like a black and white type of character, you know? She's, she's a cop. She's always wanted to be the good guy chasing down the bad guys, you know? And Dexter, he's, he's either in the dark completely, you know, with his dark passenger, (laughs) or he's in a gray area, you know, because he's, like, weighing ethics and seeing, like, what should I, you know, what proof do I need to kill this person, you know, yeah, so they got away from the system, but he fights in that gray area all the time. So, um, yeah, he refuses to, um, let's go ahead and jump to that scene where they're in the, um, what was it, the, the, they're in the briefing room, right? Yeah. And I also noticed in the briefing room here, there's a lot of people. Remember in, like, previous episodes and previous seasons where we had just a few select people like Masuka, Batista, Quinn? Now we ha- we're, we're opening it up again, and we have a lot of people involved in this case. I'm sure it's because of Anderson. Exactly. It's right. because uh-huh. he, was a, he was a cop that got killed, you know, right. as opposed to just being some other guy. So right. she refuses for him to go to... The, the crime scene with the, the new thing. Not with Anderson, but it was that new crime scene with it was Randall. With the, yeah, Randall mm-hmm. Lewis, I think his name was. Wayne Randall. Wayne Randall, that's right. Yeah. I'm mixing the two names. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say something like this this episode really, well, thinking back to last episode, it was all about Deb talking, Deb's reaction, like her whole mindset. And then this episode was really, it didn't even have that many huge lines for Dexter, more than just... <laughs> like just it focused is it focused completely on his reactions as opposed to last episode which was all Deb and it was just always you just felt the tension like he wanted to just stab her right there so many times you could just hear that breathing you could hear his eyes just like look at her I loved it it went from him being in a position of almost like control and trying to convince her and persuade mm-hmm. her to when they go to the docks you know she was obviously mad at him the night before but once they went to the docks she was just it was like she was pitying him you know, and she was she offered to, in a sense, become his AA sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was that's another nod to season two, where Rita accused him of being an addict, sent mm-hmm. him to meetings, enter Lila, and uh, and so I wonder if they're doing this on purpose, if they're mirroring past seasons for a reason, or if they're just out of ideas. But um, but it's interesting that that's coming around again. Uh, I also liked that. Um, Deb said, you have to be completely honest with me. That's the first rule. Mm-hmm. And Dexter says, my new code. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so, yeah, but it's clear that Dexter really needs clear rules to mm-hmm. live by. This is, I mean, he Harry, needs a lot of structure. He does. He does. And Harry trained him for that. And, mm-hmm. um, and so he has that rule. And then his second rule is to call Deb so that she can say, you know, Dexter, don't do that. Don't. Whenever he see he sees the blood in the right. back of his eyelids, and he sees black blood or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and wants has the urge to surround somebody to a table. <laughs> he's, he's so forced into this, you know. But it, that's perhaps the way it was with Harry, you know. He was right. like, as a young kid, it's it's like he's feeling that way again. He's um, he's yeah. being forced into doing this, and if he doesn't do it, what what are his alternatives? Kill Deb. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. do that. Right. Yeah, and I think her. this this is kind of the only way that it could make sense for her to know about it and for them to relate is is introducing this new code because, like you said, he has to have that structure, <laughs> and otherwise, I just don't know how it would have you know worked to really make this believable. But now it's like, oh yeah, this makes sense. He's going to live by this code. Now he's doubting whether his dad really kind of had the was really right, or you know, is Deb more right with what she believes? So I think it's it's great for the storyline. Well, is, I. Oops. No, go ahead. I really like what you just brought up about like the whole comparing to Rita thing right there. And it made me think is because the first rule with Rita was honesty. And then when you go back to Rita, the AA meeting, it's kind of like Deb is like last season. She was all about how am I going to have Dexter? Like th- those incestuous feelings towards the end. Towards but, the end. Yeah. Yeah. But think yeah. of it now. Like what has she gotten? She's gotten what she wanted. I, I was, Ooh. you know, I was, that's exactly where I was going yeah. is it's, she's, they're kind of playing house now. Yeah. And oh. she definitely wants to be his savior. And, you know, a lot of women and Deb in particular go struggle with that. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to save him and I'm going to change him. And, and so I wonder if there are still some of those incestuous in love feelings. Yeah. And since, I don't, since, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. And, I mean, that's that's my thought. <laughs> it, it feels it, you're you know what? You guys just illuminated me. That feels like absolutely right where you're coming from. And it feels like those incestuous feelings, they went down a, a lot because of the whole finding him killing uh, Travis thing. But perhaps they're going to escalate again. This is only the second episode. And, you know, I'm maybe like saying a little prediction here, but it feels like that's probably where it's going to end up because if she's going to be staying in his in her house with him and they're going to be in that close quarters, maybe she's going to wander into his room in the middle of the night at some point. <laughs> Didn't she and already do that? She yeah. did. Yeah. And, and two things. Number one, let's not forget this is her type. Okay? <laughs> and number two, there was already a joke that Dexter, she said, we're going to do everything together. And Dexter kind of made a joke like, hope your shower is big enough. Yeah. So there's already <laughs> sort of like some sexual tension jokes going on that... And to him, and, that's not a big deal. But to her, she had all those thoughts that she like, never yeah. revealed. Well, uh, although to him, if you think about what he said with the um, the the guy we're missing up, Randall, uh, the the killer that he went, you know, he ta- starts talking about how. I wrote this down. He said, you know, he never got to tell this girl how he felt. He's never been so alive as he was when he was with her. And she was, you know, the Batman, the Robin to his Batman. Mm -hmm. So I think there was some alluding there, too. I think where Dexter's going to feel, yeah, where, where, you know, he's going to feel like, okay, all of a sudden now Deb knows his secret. She knows everything. She's the only one that knows everything about him. So I maybe think there might be some, like, maybe working on... Well, yeah, <laughs> which I think will lead us into the final, of the, you know, finale yeah. of the show. How we, how he's going to handle with Deb knowing his secret, and will they work together? Or will he end up killing her off? You know, what's going to happen? I just want to say, just so we don't get called out on YouTube or anything, that there is Lumen is still out there, and she knows his secret. She does. So Deb is oh, not yeah, the only yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so just, yeah. Just for the sake of our Good audience. There's quite, a few people, there's quite a few people. Someone actually mentioned it on um, our YouTube channel. They did say that uh, Lumen's out there. We have uh, Trinity Killer's son. He's out there, too. Mm-hmm. That's, he, that's he knows right. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, true. And he, I think this particular person, this particular fan on our YouTube channel, they also said that, oh, Lewis knows as well or something like that. And it's like, Lewis doesn't know, you know, but or maybe he does, you know, from from what that whole let's go ahead and move into to Lewis and Dexter now. So 
with that whole skirmish that happens in the apartment with with Dexter, you know, putting Lewis up against the wall. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was just legitimately doing this for the game. Now, what do you guys think? No, I have a prediction no- on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go you go ahead. No, I please if it's okay. All right. Go ahead. You I'll, seem I'll super go excited. We'll All right. <laughs> uh, there's no way that it was just about the game. No. It started way before the game. The I was going to predict that that Lewis and the the hot intern Ryan were in cahoots, but then clearly they were. We saw them on his I don't know web channel together, his video diaries, his, whatever. Yeah, his, his weird, video blogs yeah, on his computer, whatever he's doing. So they're obviously somehow in cahoots and. He's just been a total creeper, sending like mailing the hand to him. He knows something. He knows something, and I'm not sure what yet. But what's what's so weird is that in that scene, he convinced me that he had you know he didn't want anything beyond the game, and he convinced Dexter too. Dexter walked out satisfied, you know. But then with the whole coming back to Dexter's apartment and totally throwing everything in his face, like you didn't want me in your apartment with Jamie, you didn't want me at work, and and this is what Lucy saying and he's like i'm gonna still be here yeah, yeah. clearly not scared of dexter and then he, like, i totally agree yes exactly that mm. was the key when he ruffles his hair it was definitely sending a message yeah yeah i came in after last time because i was reading our, our comments as well and i had to go back to the lewis character because i would i couldn't remember some things from last season so i rewatched, and a couple of the notes i made from last season is um you know first of all that lewis's apartment was fantastic you know for an intern so we know that he was <laughs> right. like did something yeah. to be have that much money if you I know, which we found out today if it, if I could interrupt you for a moment. So, you know, we're speaking about our fans and stuff on, on YouTube and iTunes. Don't forget to go to our iTunes account. You know, guys, check, you know, type in AfterBuzz TV, Dexter on iTunes. Check us out. Rate and comment. Comment us. Give us five stars, you know. And it's, leave a comment so we can share. Give a shout out, you know. Tell the audience out there, the millions of fans that are listening to us, downloading us, what you guys think. And then we can spur more conversation with that. Yeah. And tell a friend. Yeah, and tell a friend. Yeah. It definitely helps us. You know, it, it triggers only, things and we think about it and then we, you know, talk about it. It only takes a minute. Yeah. Well, something Lewis said last season was that he's always spent his life on the sidelines playing make-believe games. And now he wants to get out and make life count for something. Um, so I think that he I just think it's too much that he just randomly, you know, he he has the hand. He has the ice truck killer. I think he is somehow related to Rudy and he like watched him kill and now he 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 wants to be in the game as a, re- as a serial killer and that's what that's that's my prediction and wow. that's why he that's what spurred him to create the video game and he wants to be a part of it instead of just being this like smart guy behind the scenes yeah because it, it is kind of like the leap because he came in out of nowhere oh i'm making a game about the police force and then it switches yeah. to by the way it's about serial killing it's and, like- yeah <laughs> well and it, it's actually sort of Similar to Dexter's story, I can't remember. I, Dexter went to MIT and top of his class, and then ends up being a blood splatter guy. Clearly, Lewis is is a smart guy, mm-hmm. and like you said, he has this killer apartment. He's getting money somewhere, and you know he's interning. So there's something else going on with him. Well, I think he's also a video game designer, right? Like it it revealed in this tonight. episode mm-hmm. that. Uh, Whoever I forgot that Randall, not Randall. It was uh, some other guy's name. Some other name, but he was the president. He was he was the president of a software company. Bob Henley. Bob Henley. There you go. Thank you for taking good notes. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Dexter is on uh, Lewis's computer, and he actually typed in that name, and he or or he just did a search, right? He just did mm-hmm. an internet search and he comes up with, oh, this software president is now gone, and Lewis is taking the reins of the company, and that's why he's getting. He so realized much money. he set him up through a child porn ring and got rid of that guy, and then took over his company. But I got, how could Dexter, like after the confrontation in the apartment, after watching the video where he says, "I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what to do to Dexter and make Bob Henley look like nothing." He finds out about Bob Henley. He takes him. He he, he lifts him off the ground, for God's sakes. Right. How does he not just kill him there? Because obviously, what can a hacker do? Dexter asks himself, what can a hacker do? And bam, he knows what a hacker can do. He's going to just let him walk out after threatening the guy now? It's like escalating things with this person and never seeing him again is probably not even the best thing, honestly. Because mm-hmm. it's scary to not see him. Like, what is he going to do then? I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know what, Dexter, he leaves an electronic trail. He's mm-hmm. always searching databases and stuff from his office, yeah. you know, or he even does it from home, too. And what if Lewis is getting into that stuff? What if he's able to access those things and he maybe he has, like, some kind of electronic archive and he has put this together yet, but, of course, with all the ellipses and all the story arcs going on, they have the writers haven't revealed it to us yet. That is an awesome yeah. prediction. I also just think... What Dexter chose to do with Lewis in this episode is just kind of, I I feel, is a huge mistake. Foolhardy. Reckless. And, Mm -hmm. well, Lewis is clearly, he holds a grudge, (laughs) has some anger issues, and is not afraid to mess with Dexter and his life, you know, because Dexter already saw he has all his credit card numbers and isn't afraid to come back. Why would you... Just he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's probably a good thing that he knows that I'm the one who left him here yeah. in the park, drugged <laughs> yeah. up. No, it's not a good thing. You should, <laughs> like, kill him, leave him in another state or something. But yeah. I, he's just gonna come back. It's like it's pranks that get out of control, you know. Just keep one upping each other. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not good. It's not a good idea. Getting back to that <laughs> that whole scene actually with Dex and Deb and Lewis in the truck. In the, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just so interesting that uh, that Dexter actually it, it was he was really. Being honest right there he was being very genuine and he he saw that black blood and even with you guys like i was watching i was like wait, wait why did it turn black was there ink in the syringe <laughs> i had no idea and i was like and then i connected it with that mm-hmm. scene like he sees it turn black it's not just red blood he sees it turn black when he really needs to do a kill so it was just interesting that he he really is starting to care now and he wants to help through this whole aa thing with deb and he's he's like it's like he's giving in. He's like he's surrendering to her as a sponsor. Well, the whole dramatic irony of that scene was just intense. And even after Deb talks to De- Dexter and he's like, "I need a minute alone," and you're, and she's like, "Okay, you still don't know whether he's gonna kill right, him, what he's right. gonna do with him." And then he drags the body. Oh, he's putting him on a bench. Wow. Okay, he actually went through with not killing someone. And let's connect, yeah. let's go ahead and connect this over to Wayne Randall and that whole story, what's mm-hmm. going on with him. So Dex, uh, he volunteers. He wants to volunteer, right? But he ends up being moved over to this case instead, instead of going... Um, oh, actually, he wanted... Sorry. He wanted to volunteer for this. Deb shot him down. But then he ends up going there anyway because mm-hmm. Masuka, like, he, he just found a good reason so he could go and do the apartment thing, right? So he starts talking to this guy and... I'm thinking to myself, like, while I'm watching them having their dialogue, is he going to learn something again from this person? Mm-hmm. Just like he has from previous killers or previous people, Brother Sam. And uh, he, he learns about the conscience, right? And, like, mm-hmm. surrendering and, and giving in to have those urges stop. But it's, it's just all for nothing, in a way, because the, the Wayne Randall ends up running and killing himself in front of the truck. <laughs> well, 
I have to say, and this, I guess, is more about the last scene with Lewis in the trunk. For me, the best part of this show or the most endearing part about Dexter is this very human side of him and this good part of him, the part that Deb sees, you know, that he's mm-hmm. a good person. And, you know, someday maybe Dexter will be a real boy, you know, and <laughs> and and I feel like that element has sort of been missing from the last season or two. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's back. And agreed. And uh, totally and agree. it's really it it's it's nice. It's good to see it back and it's exciting. Well, the, so the name of the episode is Sunshine and Frosty Swirly. I like how the thing that kills the guy is a car that says sun and go. Yeah. Sun, have your swirly and then go. You're oh, good. wow. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's, that's a good metaphor in there, man. <laughs> so um, I also thought um, the description of the dark passenger, we haven't like really talked about it in a while. And I hadn't heard anything like this. This was the first time he described it in this manner, especially since he was revealing it to Deb. He said it was like a trickling of blood behind his eyelids. And the only way to relieve the, ple- you know, to, the pressure is to open the floodgates, and that's by killing a person. Right. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fascinating. Deb goes, you named it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. let's, let's go ahead and talk about the, um, the AfterBuzz TV fall schedule that we got coming up. It's a great schedule. We have 50 more shows, right, coming up, like, within the next, like, few months. And some of the shows include, in the next, um, in the next week, The Walking Dead is going to be coming out. And that's a big-time show. Who doesn't enjoy that? I love that show. I watched on Netflix the first two seasons, and I can't wait for the third one to come out. So we're going to be talking about that here on AfterBuzz. We got... Park Six Park Avenue Six 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 Park Avenue. Yeah, and that's a good show. Later tonight, JJ is on there, <laughs> and um, we, there's so many other shows out there. I'll be talking about Revenge later tonight. Ooh, another Revenge. good one. Another good one. Sweet. Boardwalk Empire just came back. That's right. So all kinds of great mm-hmm. shows. Don't yeah. forget about Dexter. And don't forget about Dexter. <laughs> we are part of the Lala lineup. Like, and hello. Homeland's on, too, and that's going to mm-hmm. go on for a few months as well. So just, you know, check us out, AfterBuzzTV.com. And, you know, just go ahead and go on our website. Don't forget to, you know, like, check out our YouTube channel as well and f- comment on us, you guys. Like, join the chat room, you know. Go in there and just create a buzz. Tell your friends and stuff. You can also always tweet us throughout the week. There's all kinds of ways to communicate with mm-hmm. us, and Absolutely. we love fan interaction. So. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and, and talk about our favorite quotes. I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. I don't know about other people, but I have this need inside me. So that's that was Dexter. And he was talking about how, like, obviously he was alluding to his dark passenger. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I have a second one. Does anybody want to follow up with me? Did you guys have some quotes? I have one. I love Debs after realizing that he's a serial killer and talking about it. And she has a moment that she says, I am the worst effing detective in the world. (laughs) That was great. That was great. Perfect. That was hilarious. And then there's uh, killers fall through the cracks. Don't I effing know it? I'm talking (laughs) to one right now. (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, oh, and when Masuka when Masuka finds oh, I got that one down too. I just wrote that. <laughs> Masuka finds Dexter, you know, re, you know, seeing that the hand is missing from yeah. the evidence room, and he thanks Trying him. Trying to get his way out of he's trouble. Not mad. Yeah. Thank God, I was ready to blow you. <laughs> oh, Masuka. How about when they're they're waiting around? This waiting around, it's like dating a born again Christian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's another too. one, Deb. There have to be families out there more effed up than us, but I wouldn't want to meet them. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know. Seriously, man. Because, you know, everybody views themselves as, like, weird. And they talked about this, too. Like, we all view ourselves as being yeah. weird. We want to be normal. We don't want to be messed up. You know, we all wish we had a happy life. And it's like, there are people out there who have it worse off, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. And and Dexter, obviously, you know, he's in a bad position because he's a serial killer. But, but you know what? <laughs> you know, like, dude, there are people out there who, like, look at his position. At least he has a family. Who loves him? He has his kid. He has a nice apartment, and and I think he had another property at the time, but they sold it, right? It was Rita's yeah. house that yes. he was in, mm-hmm. and he's not in jail. You know, he's got right. he's only killing bad people, so he's got a good <laughs> life. Technically, anyway. So do you have? I have a couple. I think I had. Did anybody have? I have more quotes. Uh, let's after that. Let's go ahead and do news and gossip. Well, John will get that cured. I still want to do. I still want to do uh, La Guerta. We haven't gotten to La Guerta oh, yeah. at all. This let's, okay, after La Guerta, we'll talk about news and gossip. But the one last uh, quote I have is. Uh, I just was on an errand, Deb. What errand, Deb? I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> and they did that in public. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I totally, I definitely want to get into La Guerta because there's a lot of subtle things in this in yeah. this episode that some people might not have caught. And I really want to throw those out there. Okay. And actually, um, you, Stephen, you, you have read quite a few of the Dexter books. Have you read all of them already? Um, unless they've come out a new one recently. Yeah, I think I have. Okay, like there's there's like six of them, right? There is something like that. I don't re- I don't read numbers. I only read the the books. Well, <laughs> it started off with Darkly Dreaming Dexter, yeah. right? And then there's tons more. The last one I read was the whole Hawaiian or island experience one. I don't even remember the name of it. Dexter is the no, it was after Dexter. I honestly don't remember. Um, but yeah, there's a good few. The books sway from the storyline, but the characters are very similar. Even seeing Rudy on last season. He's still alive in the books. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, his his character in the show is exactly like his characters in the books, alive, which I thought was a great ploy by Jeff Lindsay. Let's do that in a moment, though. I don't want to talk get, about LaGuardia. So get to, let's connect this. <laughs> okay, look, the way we were connecting this is that yes. Dokes is still alive in the book. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I think we have a button for that. Too. Yeah. And we have LaGuardia opening uh, Dokes's uh, FBI evidence yes. thing, right in the mm-hmm. in this episode that we watched. Well, with LaGuardia, it's very it's interesting because they made two references that I think are going to bring back a few things that maybe other people might not know about is um Deborah making the reference to Lundy yeah I you remember that. Lundy was the FBI agent right yes well who does LaGuardia call as soon as she gets her test results back Lundy's of course dead but it doesn't mean that there can be associates or people we've seen from the past we've forgotten about when she calls the FBI as soon as she finds out about this evidence because he still had a trail he still had a biopic basically for the serial killer the Bay Harbor Butcher is he alive oh who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, bring opening that case. That case was that case officially closed in the show. They did. They named Dokes. They as did the name the Dokes. Butcher, so. But it was a scapegoat, and a lot of people know that. That's oh, the, well, look where to for sure knew. Yeah. It. So it's it's going to be interesting. Dokes is. I don't really need to get into Dokes in the book a lot because he's <laughs> he's completely different. There's huge things. He's still an asshole. Pardon my French. <laughs> But they definitely, they definitely do have that relationship, and targeting Dexter is a big part of it. And LaGuerta knew, because Dokes talked about Dexter a little bit too much as well. And, so, and now we have this whole arc going on with mm-hmm. her finding that slide. How did Travis's blood get on the slide? And she's already eliminating things like, hey, do your t- Masuka, do your techs mm-hmm. take blood and put it on slides in the yeah. crime scenes? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Why is his blood on the slide? And, you know, she got it tested with that one laboratory, kept it off of the records, and she's doing her own personal investigation. Yeah. Scary. But it's also, mm-hmm. I mean, 
that opens up a lot too because who's her contact and they're going to want to know. Anytime somebody's like, this is top secret. And that's, that's interesting, <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think she is a suspect at this point, but it's certainly. Well, but whoever she's talking to, I'm sure is interested. I'd be interested. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. This well, is top secret. Make sure you'd address it to me. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? We'll, 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 probably, we'll probably see more of what happens in the latter mm-hmm. episodes coming up this season. But let's go ahead and move into news and gossip. News and After Buzz TV Ooh. News. And I believe that John has some pictures queued up for me. We're gonna yes, go I ahead. do. Hold on a moment. Sure. We're going to go ahead and take a look at that. But some interesting stuff while I was checking out. Like, just this week, actually, Michael C. Hall, he celebrated his new seasons of Dexter with a tattoo. I like that. That looks good. So, a cupcake? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a cupcake tattoo. No, actually, he got something that looks like, according to like Perez Hilton and some tattoo websites, we have here a, a picture of uh, Michael C. Hall's foot, and he actually has some kind of star-looking thing on there. Do you guys see I what heard, that is? I heard Starburst somewhere. I, I read that. I think I read Starburst, too. It looks, it, it to me, it looks like a fly or a mosquito. <laughs> That is actually also one of the most painful places to get a tattoo. Um, I actually got a tattoo with my mom when I was a freshman in college. Her choice. I don't know how I got wrapped into that. But anyway, I wanted a tattoo there, and they told me that that is so painful. So, yeah, so he must be tough. (laughs) Sean, what you just said about the mosquito, that would make so much sense because it's the opening of Dexter. It definitely does look like one. You heard it first here on After TV. (laughs) Breaking news here, guys. We just had a mosquito. There you go. Yeah, it does. Much, it looks like it. it yeah, it does. That's, that must be how much he loves playing Dexter. Well, I'm I really mean, it de- definitely would. It's a deal in his life, right? You know, remember the time? How are they? Gonna, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How are they going to shoot around this though? They they don't really show his feet too much. But how are they going to shoot around this thing? That is huge, right? Well, I mean, it's easy. That, that seems like something a lot easier to cover up. With yeah, makeup I think you're okay. Some they have things. tattoo makeup. They do. Yeah. Right on. Um, I feel like this would be much more effective as a tramp stamp. <laughs> Are you volunteering? For, for Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah, there you go. No, I think it'd be great on Michael C. Hall. Uh, I think he's manly enough to pull it off. Let's go ahead and I think he should have done a scar picture. right across his cheek. <laughs> yeah. That would have been yeah. hot. Can the Yeah. Yeah, let's look at that one. So um, with Halloween coming up, we have a lot of cupcake eateries uh, being inspired by Dexter. <laughs> and this particular one is a red velvet cupcake. And uh, this was posted on uh, Dexter's uh, fan page on Facebook. And it's a red velvet cupcake with blood slides broken up and they're put <laughs> in the top. Isn't that interesting? That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to make that at home. I actually made red velvet cupcakes not too long ago and this was a good inspiration for me. We should make M99 shots. We should do that. Actually, <laughs> yes. coming up on the next picture, there's an M99 thing going on with that. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and switch to the next picture. And here we have a Dexter cake. This one's probably a red velvet cake as well. But it's got Dexter. It's so hilarious. It's got Dexter standing atop in his kill outfit with his apron, his face shield and everything. And he has a victim, freshly plastic wrapped. And uh, and there's, oh, you can't really see it on the screen here. But at the very bottom, there's an M99 tranquilizer thing. Do you see it at the bottom there? It's on the left side. I see it. It's kind of translucent. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. So that would be a great wedding cake if it was like the wife was Dexter and the husband was. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and switch over. <laughs> switch over to the next picture. 
question. And then here, this is actually a comment on... <laughs> this is an interesting comment that someone left on the fan page. <laughs> so, question, how effing lazy has the writing been for this season? Sir, what are these needles for? Uh, diabetes medicine. And the guy's like, laugh out loud, really? Like, this would ever happen in real life, no less in a busy American airport post-9-11 in a city where drugs are being shipped around. I mean, what's the next? He kills a guy in the airport? Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) That is just too funny, you know? But they're absolutely right, you know? Like, Dexter is going through the airport... And he and the guy, you know, it's not like it's in a typical diabetes kit. You know, you'd think that the TSA people would would comprehend like, hey, there's a handful of needles in here. What's going on with this? You know, isn't that something Steve Bonley said last uh, week, though, too? He was like, really? Yeah, because he's all about the yeah. writing. So that's definitely <laughs> other people commented about that, yeah. too. They all yeah. thought the airport kill was a lazy kill, but, you but know, ser- kind of not realistic at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah no. absolutely. But <laughs> not even a little. But, yeah. I think all, after getting past the security, it was fun. But <laughs> All in the form of expediency and just moving the story along. I'm sure the writers, you know, they, they had to do it. So that's that's what I feel. But, uh, hey, you know what? It is fiction. So I, I do enjoy it. We're, we're moving the story along. Did you have something to say? <laughs> no. I was, being, I was just being a smart ass. <laughs> was it, uh, JJ, you said that, like, he must really care about his role as Dexter to get the tattoo and everything? Or was that Anna? I... Uh, that was I said that it was a mosquito, but she oh. alluded to, she connected the dots right there. Yeah, And he, then you said he must really care about his role, and I was like, well, yeah, it's a pretty big milestone in his life. Yeah. It was really a joint effort. <laughs> We're a team. Yeah. We what I think is really well. interesting about Michael C. Hall as an actor is, like, from everyone I've spoken to who's worked with him on set, who's had a professional career with him, is he is the character. When, when they're shooting, he, he takes his five to ten minutes of just sitting there getting into character. And then as soon as he starts, it's just people say it, the room goes quiet because it's just is him. You got Dexter. Wow. Michael C. Hall leaves the room. There's Dexter standing there. Fair. So I think that's really interesting because like, that's kind of bringing the two worlds together with a nice little piece of ink right there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go ahead and move into our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I seriously think about Wayne's World <laughs> every time, right? I don't know. That's what's going through my mind. So um, I have a few predictions, and we'll go ahead and move it along to each of you guys. But I think he's going to pretty soon, maybe not next episode, but in the next couple episodes, I think we're going to see Lewis dead, whether it be at the mm-hmm. hands of Dexter or someone else. Maybe there's going to be an accident that happens. An accident. Maybe it'll be a creative <laughs> writing accident. Jamie. <laughs> creative writing. Maybe a semi-truck will hit him. And I think that uh, that GPS tracker, that's going to resurface. So what was that? Yeah. The bracelet is a mm-hmm. GPS tracker? Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about that. Oops. So we could, we could briefly talk yeah. about it right here. But let's, let's, I, thought, I thought it was something like the, the whole human trafficking thing because these girls are being shipped from Ukraine and Russia and stuff, and that's probably how they track them. But why would he do that? Would he do that to throw, the, you know, throw all his Ukrainian bosses off? Well, I just feel like it's the club taking control of the girls in more of a way than human trafficking because the girls would not be that way if they were human trafficking. But I think we were trying to figure out why he took the, the GPS <clears throat> off of the dead girl in this trunk and mm-hmm. put it on him before... Well, if they if the cops found a bracelet with a GPS tracking device in it on a dead girl in the trunk with a cop dead, I mean, I guess it could lead back to them, but it's kind of... Well, it was probably still registered to him, though, the car. Mm. So, I don't know. Is that how they found it? 
I don't even remember how they found it. Did he rent that vehicle, or was it just like... The cop was registered to the girl who died, I'm pretty sure. Oh, the car. Yeah. Oh, the car oh. was. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, it was registered to her. I think, I think, I think you're right about I guess that we're one. just going to have to stay tuned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> JJ, predictions? Well, I already said my one about Lewis somehow being tied with Rudy mm-hmm. and being it's watching him kill. Like so. And then my other one is I think Quinn is going down this season. I think he's going to die. I think he's going to get too close with Nadia, the other stripper, and he's yeah, going to get yeah. killed. I'm nervous about that. Yeah. yeah. Those, are my, those are my two. That's good. <laughs> Ooh, I like those ones. Um, well, I think it's a pretty obvious prediction, but I definitely think that LaGuerta is going to be like a secondary threat to Dexter throughout the season. Um, I also think that uh, there was some foreshadowing that happened in this episode um, where, I'm sorry, what was the the um, the guy's name? This Oh, the, which, the which convict. Name? What was his Ran- name? Randall. Randall. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he said, Hannah used to see me as something special. Uh, now she sees me as just a killer, and you know what? She's not wrong. And there's just one more person that I need to kill, and then jumps in front of the truck. And I feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of mirroring and perhaps foreshadowing going on. You think on. they're mm-hmm. alluding to Dexter maybe killing himself by the end of this whole series? Maybe. Oh, yeah. we, we definitely don't want to see him go to jail, do we? That's uh, a big one. Yeah. What if he wow. ri- What if he rides into the sunset on his slice of life boat? Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I think it's foreshadowing for him killing himself. That's a good one. Very well. Mm-hmm. Steven? Right. So predictions. I think that Dexter is probably going to lead the uh, Ukrainian mob into Lewis. I think the Ukrainian mob is going to go into Lewis because he can hack the tracking device. I don't know. Something something involving the mob going after Lewis. I definitely agree with you about Quinn. Quinn is not doing some very wise. He's making some poor choices. <laughs> poor <laughs> Quinn. He always makes <laughs> <He> those <does. laughs> choices. And then with LaGuerta, I really think that we're going to see a character or maybe even two characters from the season around Lundy coming back that we completely forgot about. I think that her contact is going to be very closely related with Lundy and his whole arc. But yeah, that's that's, that's my okay. prediction. That's, that wraps up predictions. Mm-hmm. Oh well. boy. Oh, I'm really. I'm, I was happy with this episode. I, th- yeah, I, I think it was better than the premiere episode for this season. I'm happy with the season, man. I'm really. I really feel like it's back. I agree. Yeah. I'm very fired up. It's been yeah. great. <laughs> Certainly happier than last season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining joining us, guys. And um, don't forget, you know, check us out afterbuzztv.com. You can follow us on Twitter at afterbuzztv. Where can we follow you guys? I'm at, at JJ Jorgens. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. You can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux, and that's a PH, and that's, look up my last name, it's really difficult to spell. Just don't even worry about it, I'm not even bother with airtime. Very well, and you can, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore Overman. You can check out my website, too, seanoverman.org, for curing your Netflix syndrome. And other than that, we will catch you guys next week. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 